Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hey! Hello! And today we are bringing you a spooky episode. We're keeping on our female lead theme going on since it is Women's Month. And we are going to talk about banshees today. I'm excited. It's been a hot minute since we've talked about like a cryptid entity, what have you, that kind of situation. Because like we did vampires and all the end zombies and stuff like super early on. So like it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I'm excited. I'm excited. And we are making it a little old school. So Jess is going to give us the history and lore aspect. And then I grabbed a couple scary stories involving banshees kind of <laughs> off of Reddit since you guys liked that. So I was like, yeah, hey, we'll just do that. Why not? But if you are new here, thank you for checking out the show. Returning Spooksters, welcome back. If you'd like to hang out with us on social media, we have a link tree in the show notes and connected to our socials as well that you can find them anywhere. But we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as at Three Spooked Girls. And our Facebook group is at Three Spooked Girls Official. That's our favorite place to be. Mm-hmm. So come hang out. Also in the link tree is both of our TikToks. I'm Spooky underscore Sleuth. And Jessica is Spooky Aunt Jessie. With a Y. With a Y. With a Y. Yes. Sorry. I'm tired. So I kind of, I didn't do it this one time. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. If you join our $5 tier, you start to get video content and all kinds of other fun stuff. We also do welcome swag and starting at our $5 tier is ad free episodes as well. And typically they're posted a day early. So, you know, there's that for you if you would like to support us in our spooky and true crime endeavors. But with that, I'm going to hand it over to Jessica so she can educate us on Banshees. Okay, so we're talking about banshees. And if you know anything kind of about banshees, we're talking like Irish or Ireland area mm-hmm. of the world. Don't know why I chose that accent for this particular episode, but okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so it is kind of banshee in old Irish is like Benside, which Ben or Ban basically was like woman of the fairy mound or a fairy woman because banshees like i didn't know this until today when i was doing the research banshees are essentially fairies that are like grumpy yes <laughs> i was just like that they were the whole other thing i think we've talked about this probably in the past and i was like i didn't realize 
This is probably deja vu. Listeners are like, you said that the last time we talked about anything to do with fairies, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Might be. Okay. So it is Irish folklore, which is said that a female spirit, a banshee is a female spirit who heralds the death of a family member, usually wailing, shrieking, or keening. Her name is connected to mythology to the mounds that dot the Irish countryside. Oh. Apparently very moundy over there. (laughs) And they are said to be, it's said that all banshees are women or Mm -hmm. female. And that they live in, that they're not like the happy fairies who live in flowers and trees and those type of things. No, these these poor creatures have to live in dark caves and come out at night and they're sad. Mm-hmm. And it's very much in Celtic lore and some in North mythology. And even kind of goes into English and Norman culture as well. They're mentioned in some Norman literature like back in the day during that particular time. It is said that she most likely has streaming hair that flows in the wind. Ooh, ooh, luxurious. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us will drop anything to help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same? I know for me, I am that friend and sister that I will literally do anything. When Jess had some stuff going on last summer with her health scare, I was about to get on a plane from Alaska to go down to California to be there. But when it comes to me, sometimes I don't really take my own advice. And I know that's kind of (laughs) normal, but I have been using tools through therapy to make sure that I put myself as important as I do everybody else in my life. And that's a common theme in my life. So it works out great because this month, BetterHelp Online wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and three Spook Girls listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash spookedgirls. That's B-E- T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked girls. And that she wears a gray cloak over a green dress. This is the most common like interpretation of a banshee, apparently. And that she also may be dressed in all white with red hair and a ghostly complex, which was described by basically like someone recanted this to a woman named Anne. And then she told the story in a memoir of a person. Hmm. So they're described as a beautiful woman wearing a shroud, a pale woman in a white dress with long red hair, a woman in a long silver dress and silver hair, or a woman carrying a bowl of blood that is naked from the waist up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. An old woman with frightening red eyes, a green dress and long white hair, an old woman with a veil covering her face, dressed in all black with long gray hair. It is also said that she has blood red eyes because she has been crying so long her eyes just burned hot magma Ow. yeah and i don't know if hot magma is actually the thing i just really wanted to say that i was watching a video and they're like her eyes burned i was like like magma and i was like that's not right nope not right but it said that like 
that's why she's crying and that's why she wails. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. I'd be crying too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the size of a banshee is basically like where you live in Ireland is like how big the banshee is. Some of them are really fucking tall, like unnatural, like huge. They're like gigantic women floating through the countryside screaming. And then some of them <laughs> NBD. are... Fu- <laughs> what? I said NBD. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of them are said to be like a foot tall. A foot? Just one foot. Oh my god. I have a ruler. <laughs> like this tall. It's not big. I mean, if there's a bunch of them, that would be terrifying. <laughs> right. But like, if it's just one, like this little, like, could you imagine? I mean, I would be fucking terrified if it had red eyes. If it had like flowing red hair or flowing hair and was only a foot tall, that would still be fucking terrifying as hell. You'd be like, um, that little thing over there with the red eyes, it's floating and screaming at me. No, thank you. <laughs> no fucking thank you. They say that the ones that are like typically smaller or they like look older. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Are you telling me that like they're so old they shrunk to like? <laughs> I mean, humans, you kind of you can lose a little height, but it's not that much. <laughs> no, like severe case of osteoporosis, just losing femurs, <laughs> femurs, shin bones, some ribs. All the things, apparently. <laughs> your spine, <laughs> arms. Fine. Is like you just like I had at this point. <laughs> Okay, so how the myth came about the Banshee is one of them is that she was a young girl that was brutally murdered and her spirit (gasps) remains to warn family members of that violent death or that death is imminent. And it's also said that she grew old and died and it was because she was poor and malnourished and she had rotting teeth and long ass fingernails and blood red eyes. And she's coming to basically they're just coming to tell you that you're going to die. There is like a report oh, of one coming to King James to be like mm. the first, you know, the King mm. of Scotland and be like, hey, dude, you're going to die. And he was like, no, thank you. Another one is in kind of like the Celtic mythology. There's a goddess or priestess or I don't really know what her title is. Mm-hmm. Her name is Morgan. And she is kind of like, I might inaccurately call her the goddess of war, but we're going to call her the goddess of war. Okay, I can roll with it. That'll work. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's said that the banshees are like her, the ones who do her bidding. Uh-huh. And the reason that they wail is they go out and they like are trying to protect soldiers, but you know, they die. And so they're like oh, crying. Oh, gotcha. And so that's why they're there is because mm. they are, you know, they're doing their thing. In the Irish culture, I guess mourning is like a big thing. It's also called keening. And so a traditional part of mourning is that women would do this process. And it was like wails of lament. And that kind of translated into the banshee, but a lot higher pitched and a little bit more malevolent. Mm. Apparently not all banshees are hate-filled creatures. I think some of them are kind of nice. And it's said that they're there to watch over you until you pass, like fam- like past family members. So they're there to like protect you. And then they can manifest themselves. And typically they're beautiful women that are enchanting. And they sing. And the song is like haunting sounding. So like think like uh, okay. what we depict of mermaids. Mm-hmm. Also said, the song is heard a few days before a family member dies. And so 
it said that it most likely can only be heard by the person who's going to die. Oh, creepy. Could you imagine if you're, like, gathered around, like, grandma's bedside, waiting for grandma to pass slowly? Mm-hmm. And then you hear it, you'd, I'd be like, oh, fuck. I'd be like, no. <laughs> I know what this means. Right? I don't like it. Yeah, so they are considered the predictors of death. Poor women. Mm-hmm. Getting all the fucking crappy jobs <laughs> in the paranormal world. You want to be a paranormal something? You're going to go make people die. Right. It's sad phase. They're not sure where the banshee learns about your death from. They're just like, the banshee knows. Some of the theories is that because they watch over you, they basically just kind of know what's happening, which is kind of cool, but like also kind of terrifying. So how you kind of like can encounter said banshee Mm -hmm. is either, like I said, right before you die, or if you're out in the woods walking around, Mm-hmm. You may hear the banshee scream or in like haunted locations. <gasps> I like remember the Ghost there... Adventures episode. Yes. With Aaron. And they were like, they fucking heard the banshee. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, I remember there's like this castle, like when Ghost Hunters International was there, there was like a castle that the ba- there was a banshee in. Like she would walk up and down the moors outside the castle. And I was always like, oh man, what happened to her? But yeah. I don't know if I would want to encounter these said banshees. Mm-hmm. Just because they sound fucking terrifying, even right? if they're the nice ones. Oof. But like the nice ones are predictors of death. So it's still not good. The mean ones just want to fuck you up, but you have a chance of getting away. Like Aaron is still with us. Yeah. I mean, not with us. We wish, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to hand it over to Tara and she's going to tell us some spooky stories about banshees. Yes. Okay. So, like I said, I went on Reddit and I grabbed a couple stories for us here. Okay. This is supposed to, I think. A couple of them are true. I have three stories. So two of them are true and one of them's not. So you can guess which. I don't remember because I didn't put that. <laughs> two truths in a lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I was 12, me and my younger brother used to travel all over the border to a small town in Northern Ireland to visit our father as my parents had divorced. My dad, being a firm Protestant, insisted we rejoin a Protestant scout group called the Boys Brigade, which just made me think of Gilmore Girls because brigades and that. <laughs> We had left it a good few years prior due to moving across the country and there being no installation where we had moved. So now that we could attend it again, we were drafted in and off we went. For anyone wondering, this isn't like the American Scouts. It's like Sunday school, plus you sit around and read scripture, learn marching drills, play football, dodgeball, etc. So in America, we call that Royal Rangers. I've never even heard of that. (laughs) What I grew up with my church is what the boys did. Oh, gotcha. I wasn't allowed to because I wasn't a boy boo fucking boo is right honestly all inside a massive church hall and then every so often you would go on day trips off to different places this one particular trip had us going off for an overnight weekend to stay in some adventure camping compound way up in the forests adjacent to a coastal town rock climbing kayaking orienteering what does that mean no i don't know okay sorry i wasn't allowed to be a royal ranger (laughs) but much more controlled and set out. It'd be less like wild camping and more like show up to this place, get our own dorm room with bunk beds in them, wake up, go have breakfast in the cafeteria, then do some activities and go get dinner. Then finally back to the dorms for the night. So upon getting to my dorm room, I picked the top bunk next to the window. When it came time to sleep, I was laying on my side looking out when I noticed there was an old tree stump directly ahead of me. 
The stump was directly ahead in a straight line as you exited the dorm complex so anyone walking out to go get breakfast in the morning would see it. You couldn't not notice it as it was just there. So the next morning, I woke up late and everybody else was already gone. So I put my clothes on and ran down to catch up with everybody else. As I exited the main doors, I saw a woman in a white dress sitting on the tree stump just combing her hair. Now, this woman had bare feet and she didn't look like she belonged there. Remember, this compound was completely empty, minus us scout boys and our brigade leaders. So seeing any type of person there would ring some alarms. But the fact that it was just a woman in a clean white dress with bare feet in the middle of a compound in a forest just combing her hair was just unnatural. (laughs) I rubbed my eyes as I knew I was seeing things and nope, she was still there. So I did what any scared boy would do and I ran the hell out of there, back up to my dorm room and looked out my window to see that she was now gone. I waited until a brigade leader came up to tell me to get out to breakfast and told him what I saw. He didn't buy it for a second and ushered me out the door. The next day we went home, but it had stuck with me all these years. Supernatural or not, it wasn't normal and still gives me the shivers thinking about it. There's no rhyme or reason, even if it was just a normal woman to be there. And then he said he tried to find photos, but there wasn't any photos. That would be kind of creepy, even as an adult, just like, it's supposed to be just your little group, and then there's this random woman. (laughs) I don't like stranger danger. (laughs) Okie dokie, story two. I live in a small town in rural Appalachia. The entire area was heavily settled by Irish immigrants over 150 years ago. They brought along their traditions, superstitions, folklore, and, well, a few other things followed them along as well. As a child, me and my neighbor, Mike, used to go down and play in the creek together. It was our favorite pastime. We would catch minnows and crawdads, build little dams with rocks and mud, and swim in the deeper pools. We used to spend every summer like this, that is, until the summer we both turned 12. It was a hot day in June when we were swimming in a deep pool that lies a couple miles down the stream or downstream from our houses. When it turned evening time, we started the long walk back. We were deep in conversation when we came around a bend in the creek and sitting there on the boulder besides the water was a small, beautiful woman. She was wearing an emerald green dress covered by a gray cloak. Her hair was incredibly long and she was brushing it with a silver brush. We both froze and stared. We knew everyone who lived along the creek and neither of us had seen her before. Her beauty was stunning. After a minute or two, but what seemed like an eternity, she looked up at us. Her appearance immediately changed. Soft and smooth white skin seemed to melt and turn into gray, lumpy clay. Her Her beautiful face now looked like a half-rotten corpse and her long, luscious hair fell out in clumps. And even this dead thing began to wail the most blood-curdling and awful sound I have ever heard. We took off running and ran all the way to Mike's house. When we arrived, we found his mother sobbing uncontrollably and she looked as pale as a ghost. She informed us that Mike's father, a mechanic by trade, had been working under a car when one of the jack stands had given away. His head was crushed and he died instantly. At least it was instant. Jesus. I know. Mike and his mother moved a few months after that. I haven't seen him or talked to him since then, even though I often think back to this day. Mike's family name was O'Brien, and mine is O'Neill. As an adult, I've started doing a lot of research on my Irish family heritage, and I happen to come across the old legends of Banshee. It is said that each of the original families of Ireland have their own Banshees, a form of fae that would herald the death of a family member with her awful wailing or keening. And yesterday, as I sat on my back porch sipping on my whiskey, I heard the most horrible, blood-curdling sound that I've heard once before. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so here is my last story. So they write, 
All right, I'll start off by telling you the first set of repeated occurrences in my story happened over a period of about three weeks in February or March of 2015. Usually my friend and I would play Xbox online for hours at night after school because, well, that's what friends do. This night was no different. Everyone in my house was asleep except for me. We were playing Grand Theft Auto V and doing the typical Grand Theft Auto massacring of city folk as usual. He was talking to me about something through my headset, which I don't remember, when I heard the loudest, most blood-curdling scream right outside my window. The only way to describe it is to imagine someone being burned alive or slowly torched. My room was in the basement and had the usual small windows towards the ceiling to put this in perspective. The scream lasted for a good four to five seconds, which doesn't sound like long, but with the immense fear, it makes it feel so much longer. I interrupted my friend to tell him I had just heard something absolutely terrifying, to which his reply was, Oh, that's weird. (laughs) And I know what you're thinking. Maybe it's a joke. Maybe he knows about it. Well, I don't have many friends, and they wouldn't do that. I mean, I could feel the scream inside of me, if that makes any sense. Anyway, I got mad because he didn't believe me, and then eventually calmed down and just forgot about it. About two days passed and nothing really was going on since it was a Saturday. It was light out and I went to take the trash out that was in the garage when I heard it again. That same Bloody Mary scream I had heard a couple days ago outside and down the road. It almost immobilized me with fear. Then I shook it off and decided to find out what it was. No, why would you do that? I walked through the house and went to the front door. My younger sister was sitting on the couch listening to music and I asked her if she heard that with a raised voice. She said she did, but she didn't care. What was uh, <laughs> what was going on, I thought. I'm like, I'm just imagining like a little kid being like, I don't give a fuck. I'm listening to my Britney CD. Bye. Right. Even though it's 2015. It's fine. <laughs> what was going on, I thought. Why did nobody else feel any attraction to these instances? I opened the door and looked down the road. No person on fire. No one laying in the road half dead. Nothing. Was I going crazy? I went back to the house feeling total confusion. Now, fast forward about a week. I was playing my Xbox alone now during the day, but I don't remember which day it was exactly. As I started to remember the screams and that I would be prepared for anything should it happen again when someone interrupts my train of thought. I hear the scream right outside my window again. The fear the sound produces is unmatched, even though I was waiting for it. I paused the game and ran upstairs and flew the door open, only to find my next-door neighbors looking into my eyes with sheer panic as she frantically backed out of her driveway. She sped off like a bat out of hell. Oh my god, I thought, what is going on? Oddly, the friendship that was seven years strong had stopped, involuntarily. I don't know if the screams caused it, but I had another friend who had moved back into town and I told him about it. He was shocked and confused as well as who or what had caused the sounds. We drove around town all the time for hours every day, and one night he was very silent. I asked him what was up, and he said, I heard the scream, the one you spoke about. I heard it in my house, in my basement, when I was home alone. Somehow I felt good about what had happened to him. Someone had experienced what I had, and I didn't feel crazy. I asked him what it was like, and he said it was like someone was dying in his house. But inside, he knew that there wasn't. He said for him, the scream was a voice, was a woman's voice. I didn't know what that meant, so I decided to look it up on the internet. I couldn't find anything, well, other than old folk tales about the banshee scream. We decided to shrug it off and go on our daily lives then. Two days later, he texted me in the middle of the night saying he heard it again. He had been sleeping in his car far away from his house for fear he might hear it again. He was at the park and said he heard an even more horrifying scream coming from the woods. Unbelievably, he still slept there. 
I mean, I would have driven to the next town if I were him to avoid the sound. We looked it up again, only to find out nothing. They stopped. We still don't know what happened during those occurrences. Was this all a big joke? Were we going crazy? I don't know, but to this day, I still don't know what caused those petrifying screams. Interesting. Yes, yes. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for our episode on Banshees. As always with these broad topics, we kind of just leave them open. So if you ever want anything revisited, let us know. Let us know. And with that, we will go ahead and sign off and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye.